Jazzcast Pros. Our podcast episode today is part two of surviving travel with your friends. The last time we were together, I was on my way to India making all of my lists so I could be a better friend to my travel partner. Big shout out to Annette. To my knowledge, we are still friends, but there were some hiccups like being stuck on a plane in various countries, not of our origin or destination for several days because we couldn't get home. It was so much. When I tell you, I felt the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, rising up, and I knew that I needed to do something immediately. And so we do the work in advance. We do the work on a day-to-day basis so that, one, we can manage our stress, we can manage our symptoms, and so that when crisis comes, we're better prepared. And that's what this episode is all about. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Healthy Illness Podcast, the podcast helping you build healthier relationships while living with a mental health condition. I'm your host, Kelly Marie, and I am a woman living with mental health conditions. I share my life, my story, my struggles, my successes, all the tools to help you be able to do the same. I am excited and thankful (laughs) to be home, to be back here with my plants, with my people, and to be able to share really the success of the journey with you. Now, there was some wild times, but because of the preparation, I was able to manage the crisis. And so wanting to just really reframe and reset the reasons why it's so important to do the work beforehand. It's, yes, helpful and beneficial, right? But there are really three things that summarize why it's so important and so necessary to do the work, to to learn how to use the tools, to try using the tools, to see what works for you for three reasons. One, to better manage symptoms, like your everyday symptoms of life, living with mental health conditions, whether you have a diagnosis or not, they help you better manage your symptoms. So whether it's list making, right, whether it's mindfulness, whether it's therapy, whether it's exercise, whether it's healthy eating, no matter what the tools are that you use to better manage your mental health and your mental health conditions, putting them in a regular practice in your day-to-day life helps you better manage your symptoms. The second thing, it lowers your daily stress, right? So um, if you look at practices like mindfulness, the research has shown that practicing mindfulness on a regular basis lowers your stress level. Lowering your stress level helps to lower the chances of your symptoms flaring up or having an episode. They kind of go hand in hand. And then the third thing is when you implement the tools and, and they're a part of your life and you use them regularly and you're able to kind of adapt and move on the go, you're better able to be prepared and manage crisis situations. And so this episode is really all about managing 
not just traveling, um, not just traveling with friends, not international travel, not different cultures, not being American and not wanting to, you know, be a disgrace to <laughs> the folks that you're there to support, but really managing in a crisis. So what crisis happened in India? Absolutely none. There was no crisis in India itself. The trip was amazing. The next episode is all about India itself, like what I expected and what I got. And there's some things that, you know, I did expect and didn't happen and things I I did not expect to happen. It did happen. So tune in next time. But the trip itself was incredible. The wedding was incredible. Big shout out to Yanel and Api. I am just so excited for you guys and your yappily ever after. Um, and so thank you for having me. I, I just, wait, you guys, just, just wait until next time. We're going to go all into the India trip. But on the way back, we ran into some problems with our travel. So Annette and I get a notice, like we're ready to go Tuesday morning, which is like Monday night here uh, on the East Coast. We're prepared. Driver's ready to come. Pick us up. Take us to the airport. Uh, We get a notice that the flight's been delayed a couple hours. So cool. No problem. But you still have to get to the airport hour before your original flight time. So even though the flight's been delayed by, I think, three or four hours, we still had to get there an hour before our original flight time. No problem. We bump our, our car ride up a little bit so that we can negotiate that whole getting to the airport in time. Bet. We get to the airport. Cool. Go to check our luggage. Finnair, y'all got us on the check luggage. It's all good. You did look out, but we had a little hiccup with checking our luggage on the way back. We didn't do a lot of shopping. Um, We did some and and we brought some stuff back, but uh, we decided to check our luggage ahead of time because we knew that the travel would be a lot, you know, and a lot to have to carry and drag a piece of luggage around airports. And so we went ahead and paid for the extra luggage to check. We get to the terminal. Everything's all good. We were able to access the American Express Lounge. So that was incredible. Being able to just eat and drink and relax and just be without the the hustle and bustle of being in the airport. And so we are chilling. It's time for the plane. We get to the gate. We learn that prior to, to this India was in preparation for celebrating their um, Republic Day. And one of the things that they are were going to do for the celebration is have a military flyover and, you know, they would be canceling or closing airspace to be able to do this flyover. We knew that was happening, did not know that would be happening at the time of our departure. It would not originally have been happening at the time of our departure, but the flight was delayed. So they're rushing us on the plane. It wasn't like, a a big deal, but you know, they really pushed through and got everybody buckled in and all the bags, you know, in the luggage compartments and we're ready to pull out. And the captain gets on, he's like, we're just waiting for clearance. We're good to go. You know, we're trying to hurry up and get out before they close the airspace. We, everybody, you know, got on board. Thank you so much for, you know, accommodating us and, and getting buckled in and all that kind of stuff. Long story short, airspace closed and we couldn't take off. So we're stuck on the plane for about an hour. So I go to sleep. I don't know how long we were actually stuck on the plane because I went to sleep. I woke up as we were getting ready to take off. So we take off. Now at this point, we have a connecting flight in Helsinki to go from Helsinki to JFK. 
because we could not take off in time, we now have missed our flight from Helsinki to JFK. We already know that. There's nothing we can do. We're still in India, right? We'll cross that bridge when we get there. So we get to Helsinki just fine. They put us up in a hotel. They book us on the next flight, which is the next day. So instead of going direct Helsinki to JFK, which was our original flight, the best flight that was available was to go from Helsinki to London, Heathrow, and then from Heathrow to JFK. Whatever. Are we on the way home? Because I'm tired, right? So sleep for the first night um, very well. We get back to the airport and the lounges are not open yet. So fine, you know, no lounge access. Um, big shout out to Big Rob Dev for uh, lounge access. Um, get looking out. Much appreciated. That really made the trip trippable. And so anyways, we... Um, hang out in the airport. We get some really delicious pastries and shop and do things, you know, spend money because why not? Fly the four hours about to Heathrow. Now we're tired, right? Like we were supposed to be home by now. We ready to be home. So we have to go through customs. We've already gone through, you know, immigration customs in Finland two times because we had to get off the plane and come back in, right? So now we have to go through customs again at Heathrow and there's a British guy in front of me going through security and the security officer is helping me put all my stuff in the bins. And he's like, oh, just put your boots in this bin where my scarf and my jacket were. And I'm like, uh, with my scarf, it, like the way things were situated, my boots would have been on top of the scarf. And so he's like, oh, no, silly, not on top of your scarf. And then the guy next to me is like, you know, those Americans, they have no class. Listen, so I was about to say, but we could still whoop your ass. I did not. I did not. I realized the situation. I realized I was a little bit in my feelings. And I realized that, you know, I was actually having some friendly banter with people and it was okay. So I laughed. Ha 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 ha. I laughed and we make it through security and onto the bus to get to the gate that we need to get on to get on to our next flight. So we were originally on Finnair. Our flight from Heathrow to JFK was British Airlines. So their planes were a little um, tighter. You know, we had a little more space to breathe on the Finnair flight. And so it is what it is. It was a longer flight. We get to JFK. We have about five or six hours before our flight from JFK to Buffalo. We hit up the lounge. So first of all, let me just side note this. The MX Centurion Lounge at JFK is everything. It's two levels. They've got a wellness hub. They've got a speakeasy. Ugh, it, it was just ugh, amazing. So anyways, I'll have some posts on the trip on Instagram and Facebook at The Front Seat Life. So head over there to, to get that extra info. So we um, get to the gate. We're sitting at the gate. We're getting ready to go. There's a flight that leaves for Rochester like an hour before ours. And we're like, oh, Rochester, ha, ha, ha. That's so cute, right? And so then about 20 minutes before it's time to board, they canceled the flight. Canceled the flight? Yeah, the flight's been canceled because of weather. Wait, what? The flight's been canceled because of weather. Rochester is only an hour away from Buffalo. So if you flew in... To Rochester, how could you not fly into Buffalo? Now, mind you, 
right? Buffalo just came out of these big snowstorms, a lot of lake effect snow, all the things. But what I do know at this point, because I've been checking in with home, is that it's rainy in Buffalo. There is no storm. There's no storm warning. My other job gives me information about weather. So I didn't get any alerts about any weather issues. Like how is there a weather issue in Buffalo and you have to cancel the flight, but there's not a weather issue in Rochester, right? You didn't know there was a a weather issue 20 minutes ago because we could have flew into Rochester and just drove home. So we hot and tired because we should have been home by now. Now, mind you, right, this is all about the list. This is all about the tools. This is all about self-care up until this point. They give us no information. Flight cancel due to weather. Go to the Delta counter. They will help you figure out whatever you got to do next. So we're walking through JFK. It's late. It's like 11 o'clock at night. And our flight was to leave at 1130, 1150 around there. So we actually end up having to go to the like departures counter, which means we had to leave TSA, which means we're going to have to go back through TSA later on, right? So we had to leave TSA. We don't have our luggage because it's been checked. We all know what to do. So we're trying to figure out where this customer service desk is. Long story short, customer service ends up being the departures counter at Delta. And so we get there, talk to, to there's two people there. One was pleasant, one was not pleasant at all. The pleasant person told us that, you know, the flight was canceled, but you've already been rebooked on the next flight. We're like, okay, they're like, you should have gotten an email or text message. We had not at that point. Okay, well, when is this next flight? Mind you, it's 11 o'clock now. Well, it's probably like 1130 now because we have gotten, you know, I had to make our way to the, the other counter. The next flight going from JFK to Buffalo on Delta is 1150 p.m. tomorrow. Oh, I know it's not. So you trying to tell me Delta Airlines is not flying another flight to Buffalo or Rochester because now we could drive right from Rochester. I was ready to drive from JFK. That's another, you know, not wise decision at the time, considering we're dead tired. We're sleepy. We should have been home by now. I'm like, you're kidding me. You mean to tell me seriously that there's no flight out of JFK to Buffalo? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And so they can't connect you through other airlines, whatever, bet, fine, whatever. We're getting up out of here. Talking to the Delta people. All right. Well, if we have to, we can't leave until 11 p.m. tomorrow. Do you have hotel accommodations? No, we don't make any accommodations when the issue is related to weather. Okay. You may not know you're lying, right? But there is no weather issue. What are your accommodations? So Delta refuses. They do not make any accommodations. They do not compensate. They don't do anything. Not a meal ticket. You're just shit out of luck if you have a canceled flight due to weather. Awful convenient, but thankful that I know there are no weather issues. So are there other weather issues other places? Perhaps. Like I can't, I can't speak for no other places, but where I'm at at the time, JFK, the weather's warm. It's a little rainy. And Buffalo, the weather's warm. It's a little rainy. What's the weather issue? 
talk in the terminal um, from some employees. They were steward um, flight attendants. They were saying, oh, it probably has to do with the pilot certification to fly in fog. What? Like you can't fly in fog? Like, and so I don't know pilots, pilots, like if you out there, what, what does that mean? One would think, one being me, if you could fly a plane, you should be able to fly a plane in all weather. Cause otherwise I'm only trusting you with my life on the rain, on the sunny days. Like I, I, I just, that makes no sense to me. So Delta says, no, there's nothing they can do. We're stuck in JFK. Annette has family in the city. I have friends and, and family in the city, but I'm not trying to leave. The, like, we got all this luggage. So, you know, we have to go get our luggage. It was so much. When I tell you the, I felt the Hulk, the incredible Hulk rising up. And I knew that I needed to do something immediately. So I could feel the tears coming. I was getting hot. I could feel the anger. Like I feel an episode of great proportion coming and I need to mitigate this immediately. I look at Annette. She's flustered, visibly angry. The um, unhelpful person is being very unhelpful. And uh, another person on the the flight, she was in tears because she can't get home. Um, It was just a very bad experience. And so in that moment, I'm like, I got to call my pastor. So big shout out to Apostle Carney Davis Jr. for answering the phone at 1130 at night. He picks up. What's up, Kel? I need you to pray for me. So he started praying. I put him on speakerphone. Apostle, you didn't know you was on speakerphone, but you was on speakerphone. I put him on speakerphone at the Delta counter. I'm just like, I just just let the Holy Spirit work because something I'm I can't be on a no-fly list. I, I can't lose my job behind not getting home. Like it was so much. So so overwhelming. I could, I'm trying not to get teary just thinking about it. Like I'm, I know where I excel and I know where I have issues. I do very well under pressure, but not when there are no options, right? And so these people are telling me that there are no options for me to get home. So uh, my pastor prays. I'm feeling much better. It gives me a minute to calm myself, do some deep breathing, receive the prayer. I'm able to to be in the right frame of mind. I call Bobby D and he, you know, becomes like the operator at the Matrix. He's looking up <laughs> hotel information. So I'm like, I'm I'm a drive back. And so Annette is like, um, well, so I'm not even hearing Annette. Like I'm I'm driving back. Robert's always been the voice of reason. And he's like, well, hold on. I don't think that's a good idea. You're tired. It's been a long flight. And so I'm I'm able to receive what he's saying, even though Annette was saying the same thing, right? Like it's just it, the brain, right? So he finds accommodations at the TWA Hotel, which is right on the airport premise. Well, let me tell you something about TWA Hotel. I see the signs for TWA Hotel all the time. I'm a JetBlue loyalist, like... I feel like if I can't go JetBlue, then I don't need to go nowhere. That's just me and my experience with JetBlue. I love them. They've always been there for me. The planes come when they're supposed to come. They leave when they're supposed to leave and get me to my destination on time. Never had a problem with JetBlue. I know JetBlue flies to Buffalo. So I'm looking up JetBlue because I'm going home tonight and it's a quarter to midnight, right? Like, but I'm there's got to be a flight leaving between now and 
the time, no flights are leaving for tonight. So looking up JetBlue flights, he's looking up hotels because we do have a ticket on Delta the following night. Find a JetBlue flight for the morning. And also he finds a hotel for us, a TWA hotel. Now, I always thought the TWA hotel would be very expensive because it's so it's right there at the airport. It's super convenient. Like, why not have ridiculously high prices? Because you can charge it as people need it. So long story short, prices were not that expensive. I saw a reel about the TWA hotel and was like, oh my gosh, I want to stay there. But when am I ever going to be just chilling at JFK to stay at the TWA hotel? It just doesn't fit with the type of travel that I do. And so lo and behold, I'm able to stay at the TWA hotel. So we're tired. We're heading over to the hotel. Um, hop on the air train and, and walk a little bit to get to the hotel. Not a big deal. The hotel was absolutely adorable. It was everything I didn't know I needed in that moment of chaos and uncertainty. It is themed like 1960s from the red carpet to the light fixtures, to the music playing, like, okay, so you're going to have to head over to at the front seat life to get all of the details on the trip and and what the rooms look like. And they have these little alcoves of like, there's a living room, there's um, Howard Hughes, like recreated office space. They have a twister room, like a twister, like the whole room is twister, the floor, the ceiling, the walls twister. And like the dial is on the wall. You spin it to play twister. It was the break that I needed from the chaos of the trip on the heels of having such a upsetting and chaotic interaction with the folks at Delta. You know, Annette said, you know, this woman has no empathy. And this lady was nasty. But what I realized was in the moment, it didn't matter if she had if she was empathetic or not, or if she cared or not, she had the power. Her and the, and the guy that was really nice, they had the power. They were able to see the system. They were able to see what flights were coming in and out. They, they had the power. And so it uh, was of no benefit to go off on anybody. It was of no benefit to cuss nobody out. Like it just, it would have gotten us further away from our goal of getting home. I think about, you know, going back to the reasons why we do the work. So all of that, I'm telling you that whole story to take you back to my beginning point. If I had not prepared well for the trip, the trip itself, the the fun part would have been chaotic. I wouldn't have been prepared. And that would have chipped away at my internal ability to, to manage my stress. I would have had to, you know, use more energy to, you know, shop and, you know, be aware and like have medication. Like I, I would have had to use all of my energy to do those things in a day-to-day capacity, leaving me empty for the impending crisis that I didn't know was coming. And so we do the work in advance. We do the work on a day-to-day basis so that, one, again, we can manage our stress, we can manage our symptoms, and so that when crisis comes, we're better prepared. We have a better reserve of energy, we have a better reserve of peace, right? Because we, you don't know when you're going to need it. There was no way for us to know that the end of the trip would be so chaotic, that it would literally require me to call somebody for prayer because I could feel, and I have not had that feeling in a very long time, that that feeling of 
rage and anger that it's like a, a light that just like for me is scary. And so I do everything I can to never be in that place. I will end the conversation. I will end, I will walk away. I walk away from marriage. Like I will not be in a position to react in that way. And so one of my drivers and motivators for using the tools, for being in therapy, taking the medication, like all of the things, eating healthy, exercising, sharing my life in a podcast, right? All of the work that I do to be the light is is really to prevent that from ever happening. And so this day-to-day work, this day-to-day process, this day-to-day, you know, the the little things that I do, sharing, you know, the tips and tricks here that I use to, to live a healthy life is because I know that the illness is there. I don't deny that it's there. And it takes a lot of work to live a healthy life, but it's possible. So I shared my story because it's a wild, wild story, but to, to show you that it's possible to make it through something that would have, I would have broken down at the airport and I would not have known how to function. I, I would have been in tears, in a mess, unable to communicate, or I would have been angry and probably been on a no-fly list, right? Like it would have been one of those two scenarios. And so I do the work. I implement the tools. I practice new things. I practice mindfulness. I read. I study. I learn about symptoms. I learn about triggers, right? Because I know what the alternative can look like. And I will purposely do whatever I can to not be hospitalized. Although if I need to be hospitalized, I'll I'll take myself there you don't even have to worry about it, right? But to do everything that I can to not be in a place of crisis. So that if crisis comes, I know I've done all that I can to be healthy, to be able to manage, and to be able to be there for my friend, right? I wasn't even traveling by myself. And so because I I took care of myself well, I was able to be there for my friend and together we could work through a, a very difficult situation. Unhealthy Kelly would have been, we, I would not, I pro- Annette probably would not speak to me ever again, or she would be visiting me in the hospital, right? Like, again, one of the two scenarios. And I don't say that lightly, like that, I, I know that about myself. And so a, a part of living a healthy lifestyle and managing a illness and, and having relationships with people is living both for self, but living for self so that I can live for others. So I encourage you, no matter where you are, right? Like mental health is a journey. It is a practice. Everyone has a measure of mental health, regardless of whether or not you have a, a, a mental health disorder. Everyone has a measure of physical health, whether or not you have a physical health disorder, right? And so just like you can work on your physical health and be healthier, you can work on your mental health and be healthier. So I encourage you to consider in what ways you could be mentally healthier. Up next on Healthy Illness Podcast, it's all about the India trip. What I expected, what I got. Stay tuned, like, subscribe, and share. Hey, listen, if you are in need of someone to talk to, you are interested in finding a therapist or you're looking for services in your area, you can always try 211. It's a national network um, ran by the United Way. 
There are also online options that are available. There are websites like Megan the Stallion's Bad Bitches Have Bad Days Um, Love that website. And I did a review of the website several episodes ago, many episodes ago. Um, but you can start there for resources, for places to go there in case of emergency or in crisis. If you need someone to talk to, you can dial 988 on your phone and you will be connected with someone who is trained to help get you through a difficult situation, difficult moment in time. So I leave those two resources or several resources with you in case you are looking for what to do next, where to go next, where to seek help for yourself or someone that you care about. So until the next time in the big countdown to 100 episodes with Jazzcast Pros Network, be the light.